the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. January 11th, 2024. Coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio. Brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Mr. Bill, David Dahl, Miss Terry, I am Seth Leapson. Something continues to gnaw about the Joe Biden campaign for re-election that I hope is not much ado about nothing, because I think it is about something, something big, something wicked, and if not dispensed with, this way comes. A moment on that phrase, something wicked this way comes, originally Shakespeare's phrase in Macbeth, appropriately spoken by a witch, uh, predicting the ultimate downfall of the power-hungry Macbeth, who authors his own decline by his lust and evil quest for power. Ray Bradbury picks up on the phrase to frighten, using the scene of a carnival in his novel of the same title. And who is the protagonist in the Bradbury novel? Mr. Dark, an evil person who is seemingly innocent. I couldn't help but think of Mr. Dark as I contemplated the use of the phrase Dark Brandon, an appellation Joe Biden evidently likes for himself. Weird. But it's another Shakespeare play that gives us doth protest too much. And all of this literary background brings me to what gnaws at me and adumbrates, methinks, something wicked coming from the forces behind Mr. Dark, Dark Brandon. It goes back about a week to Joe Biden's speech at Valley Forge, where he invokes all the pageantry but zero of the substance of George Washington. Perhaps this history scholar, Professor Biden, ought to just stop pretending his academic and political science and history credentials are anything more than what they turned out to be in 1988 when he bragged so much about them, namely a fraud, because he is doing great harm with his arrogance of ignorance. And Einstein, Joe Biden is not. In his Valley Forge speech, Joe Biden said, quote, we're living in an era where our Excuse me. Quote, we're living in an era where a determined minority is doing everything in its power to try to destroy our democracy for their own agenda. He used the word democracy 28 times in his speech, as in threats to it from Republicans, as in threats against everything George Washington fought for. Joe Biden even went so far as to say George Washington called the democracy he was fighting for a quote unquote sacred cause. The truth is otherwise, and manifestly so. When George Washington used that phrase, sacred cause, it was sacred cause of freedom, not the sacred cause of democracy. You can look it up. It was written to a military colonel under his command. In fact, I have searched George Washington's writings and speeches high and low, and I've not found one single solitary use of the word democracy by George Washington. Perhaps if you want to invoke George Washington, you don't want to invoke a phrase or system of government he did not favor or speak to. Contrarily, George Washington does use the phrase republic and republican often. The only time Joe Biden uses the word republican is with a capital R to lambast the Republican Party. He never uses the word republic with a small r, except perhaps when he recites the Pledge of Allegiance, which 
evidently never occurs to him that we pledge ourselves not to a democracy but a republic because Joe Biden is impervious to learning, especially on foreign policy. But the wickedness, I fear, comes from his historical revisionism and illiteracy, and it's not semantic, I don't think. And here is the root of the root and the butt of the butt of it. Joe Biden uses his rewriting of American history to say sentences like this, as he did in Valley Forge last week, quote, We're living in an era where a determined minority is doing everything in its power to try to destroy our democracy for their own agenda. I quoted it above. I need to quote it yet again. We're living in an era where a determined minority is doing everything in its power to try to destroy our democracy for their own agenda. Why is that sentence and sentiment of Mr. Dark's so comminatory? Because the entire reason, the root and the root and the butt of the butt of the founders dislike for democracy, as evidenced by the fact George Washington didn't use the word, as evidenced by the fact it's not in our Pledge of Allegiance, as evidenced by the fact that each author of the Federalist Papers disdained democracy in favor of a Republican form of government, as evidenced by the fact the word democracy is not found in our Constitution, but the word republic is, and as evidenced by the fact that the most famous of the Federalist Papers written by James Madison is entirely based on his contempt for democracy in deference to a republic. All of this is to protect minority rights, the rights of political minorities, and to diminish faction, or what we might call in our time, division. In other words, the very thing Joe Biden rails against, that pesky minority or that determined minority in America that dissents from his ideology, was precisely what was of concern to the likes of those he pretends to speak on behalf of. In Federalist 10, James Madison could not be more clear on this point. In fact, none of our founders could be. The entire warp and woof of our constitutional republic was designed to protect minority rights. A tyranny of the majority, that was their concern, dude. A tyranny of the majority, if indeed Joe Biden represents a majority, is what a republic was designed to prevent, but was and is one of the chief problems or deficiencies of democracy. That is why, among so many others, Thomas Jefferson, too, would speak of this when he said, quote, the minority possess their equal rights, which equal law must protect, and to violate, to violate would be oppression, close quote. Biden and his team want to plow all that down, and the load-bearing retainers that support those minority rights that the Constitution was explicit in building in order to protect. Think First Amendment. Think Second Amendment. Think suppression of news on social media or elsewhere. Think suppression and intimidation of parents' rights to speak out at school board meetings. Think of the government's coercion of news with Orwellian titled disinformation governing boards. Think of the entire effort to remove political opposition from the main opposing party by unelected officers removing the opposition from the ballot in various states. Think of denouncing your political opponents who hold views no dissimilar from your Bill Buckley's, Barry Goldwater's or Ronald Reagan's as not those who have, quote unquote, differences of opinion, as Thomas Jefferson put it, but rather as those who embrace and represent the worst evils known to man. Hitlerism, Nazism, fascism. Heck, the phrase Nazi Germany even made an appearance in Biden's Valley Forge speech. Not to denounce the rising Jew hatred in this country, but rather to denounce the Republican Party. By the way, 
That phraseology of Jefferson's that we may have differences of opinion deployed in his first inaugural speech was used precisely to point out that though we may have different parties, we are all Americans. That, for God's sakes, Joe Biden, is why Jefferson said, quote, we are all Republicans, we are all Federalists, close quote, right after he said every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. And in the same paragraph, Jefferson spoke of not only the purpose of our government being to protect minority rights, but that we, again, as Jefferson was clear, are a republic and must maintain it. Jefferson, again, Professor Biden, uses the word republic six times in that speech. The word democracy, zero. And again, Professor Biden, because that's how you protect minority political rights. It is your form, democracy, that tends to their suppression, which you not just intend, but also tend. The point was so important to Thomas Jefferson that perhaps his most famous phrase ever written, all men are created equal, Tellingly and casually dismissed by Joe Biden as, you know, the thing, is the very ground, the very touchstone of the protection of minority rights, political and every other kind. So I sometimes think that when someone is corrected for using the word democracy to describe our country, it can be semantical irrelevance. I do not think that with regard to Joe Biden. The evidence is simply too thick. You know, in conclusion, it dawns on me that the Pledge of Allegiance, where we turn over our self-interest to, very specifically, a republic, you know where that first appeared? It appeared in a magazine for young boys known as the Youth's Companion. It seems to me either Joe Biden is attempting the efforts of that which Abraham Lincoln warned about if we were to forget the actual origins of our nation— as Lincoln put it in his Lyceum, warning about an Alexander, a Caesar, or a Napoleon. Or Dark Brandon's knowledge of this country is in need of serious remedial education, the very kind we used to give in the youth's companion, in other words, to young boys. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studios, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Uh, we got a lot I want to do today. You're going to a Robert Burns party? <laughs> At the end of the month, traditionally. It, from the same people who hosted— the 26th. From the same people that hosted your—what was it? Clark Gable? party yes that one my my uh, murder mystery party that's correct yes. robert burns it's a little late Auld lang sang is like you know from 11 days ago but the suppers are held on the 25th of january what do they serve a louse a mouse haggis haggis and cabbage <laughs> and carrots cabbage. and things carrots. like that and you have to dress like it's 17 God knows what? Uh, well, um, I was told that kilts were highly encouraged, oh, and please. I don't know what I'm going to do. Do they ever throw a party where you can just dress like you normally do? Or is every party there a costume party? I, I, The days of the great parties are not I know. Lost it's totally true. Yes. You're absolutely right. I remember seeing pictures of my parents – in the 60s at dress-up or whatever, yeah. costume parties yeah. where, you know, it, you're right. It 
it beckons back to a kind of Dick Van Dyke show kind of era, doesn't it? Or the uh, the the black and white party of Truman Capote or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Big costume parties, yeah, dress yeah. ups. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. It's it's a yeah. You've turned me around on this. All right. You're gonna have to learn to play bagpipes. Well, no, there is gonna be one. Of course, there's gonna be a bagpipe. Of course, uh, it's been hired out. <laughs> a real Scotsman. Yep. Everyone's gonna want to try and play them. You know that, right? I, 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 as I understand it, bagpipes are very difficult to play. I think so. Yes. Yeah. What you need is lung power. Well, By the way, who's the champion of lung power around here? You didn't announce that to the world. You? Yeah, we had the contest, didn't we? Did we recently? Did we not have a breath holding? Mr. Bill remembers it. Did that occur today again? Did you lose cells to the brain from holding your breath? My goodness. Mr. Bill, you remember it. I beat everyone by like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Lung power. Rick's in Phoenix. Hi, Rick. Hello there, Seth. Thanks for taking my call. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, hearing David talk about having to wear a kilt... uh, kind of has me worried uh, they're not going to do uh the thing like they did in the movie where they turned around and lifted the kilt up and exposed themselves to their enemy did are they uh that had not occurred to us dude <laughs> i just thought i'd throw that monkey wrench into the old uh that did not uh, occur toolbox to us. you know yes. So, Seth, the reason I'm calling, uh, aside from the fact that your monologue today and yesterday have both been outstanding, uh, I I think I heard you and I've heard some others uh, talking about Michelle Obama being terrified. And my response is, well, at least she only has to be terrified. But we have to be horrified. Yeah. Because if the Democrats and Joe Biden maintain control of, uh, of the government, of the presidency and the Congress, we're talking about an extinction event. Talk to me more. Well, you know how the Tasmanian devil, you remember that cartoon? Yeah, from Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how how he used to zip around and just was absolutely crazy, bizarre, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Al- also couldn't complete a sentence, as I recall. Uh, I yes, I think it, he was inarticulate, dim-witted. He was very inarticulate, yeah. yes, that's right. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, when a, when a wounded animal is backed into a corner, mm-hmm. acts very irrationally and crazy and just goes kind of berserk, well... That seems to be kind of uh, what's happening with the unraveling of the Democrats. It, feel, it feels that way. I the take, behavior, yeah. the bizarre behavior of Hunter Biden yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it is bizarre. Uh, that That's a good point, and we didn't spend a lot of time on this, but he's in court today or was in court today in Los Angeles Yeah, uh, for his um, arraignment, and uh, there's not a lot of news to come out of that. I do think he might be in serious legal Jeopardy um, under these charges, um, yeah. a, few, a few of them felonies, um, that could carry some serious jail time. But um, what was interesting about his appearance at the Capitol yesterday with uh, his lawyer and another friend who may or may not be a lawyer, I, don't, I just don't remember, was it was a deliberate thumbing of the nose at the entire process. Yeah. It was oddly arrogant for a man who wants to be left alone. Isn't yes. that the thing? I mean, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden, 
said earlier to Mika Brzezinski today that she thinks it's cruel that the Republicans use him for such a poster child. Well, quit putting yourself oh. out there. Quit putting yourself out there. Yeah. And what he did yesterday while he's facing contempt of Congress charges, by the way, that's what the hearing is about. Uh-huh. And he just shows up to thumb his nose at the committee as if it's a schoolboy tactic of, you know, can't touch me or na 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 or whatever yeah. you want to say. It's a taunt. Of, yeah. of odd, 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 odd proportions. Very odd behavior, very odd proportions, that's for sure. Well, listen, uh, David, uh, don't don't pull the Braveheart stunt, okay? No Braveheart from me. <laughs> I don't know the reference, but I gather it's Scottish and it involves a kilt and hag. What is haggis? Is it like lamb? They can't take our freedom. What is what is haggis? Is it like a meat? It's a, a stuffed lamb? sheep's stomach, I believe. Well, who wants? I don't know what it's stuffed with, but uh, at one point it was illegal in this country. Why? Uh, much like foie gras, I think the animal rights people didn't like it. I also think it wasn't uh, considered sanitary up to our certain standards. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. And it leave, only comes from Scotland. Leave so the animals I'm alone. You're interested know as to what they will be serving. If it requires haggis, how haggis shall be served. Yeah. Under close supervision, I hope. I say leave the animals alone. You know, the Tasmanian devil, I think, is the only—I think I'm willing to be wrong— uh, I think is the only marsupial that's a carnivore. Is that right? I think so. I think so. I don't think marsupials, other than the Tasmanian devil, in real I mean, they really exist. You know, it is a real animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, From I the think, island off of the coast of Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the only animal that's actually a carnivore. The only mar- marsupial that's a, a carnivore, I think. Huh. Which makes it, you know, with that speed and... You know, the dervish-like momentum and movement makes it well, vicious and dim-witted. It's supposed to be dim-witted. Um, but, yeah, this notion of um, – I want to say something more about Hunter Biden and leaving him alone, this very delicate artist that we're supposed to not be making a thing of. We'll be right back. That's all, folks. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you from the Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. That's perfect song for this weather. I remember the first time I heard that song, the weather was exactly like this. It took me right back. Rainy? Yeah. 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 The funny, you know what's funny about this show? The greatest contro- show? Yeah, the greatest controversies are I, I say a few controversial things here and there politically and philosophically and perhaps even socially. But the greatest controversies have to do with animals, food, things like that, singers, musicians. Have you noticed that? I just got an email from a listener, Marcus. This was very helpful actually, because we're learning things. By the time this show is over, not today, but I mean when you know, the suits upstairs fire me. <laughs> um, we're going to know everything there is to know. As so I made the comment that I believe the Tasmanian devil is the only carnivore. And we got a we got an email? In the, in the marsupial family. Yes, we did. From Marcus, he writes, an opossum is an omnivore. An omnivore and a carnivore are, I mean, if you're an omnivore, you're a carnivore. 
Yeah. So when I said if I if I used the locution that the mar- that the Tasmanian devil is the only marsupial that eats meat, that would be wrong. Evidently, opossums do, which raises another question: Why is it spelled opossum? The difference between an opossum and a possum. And they are two different things. They are. Yes. Like a crocodile and an alligator. Yes, a possum and an opossum are two different things, and. Well, one of them lives in America and one of them doesn't. <laughs> Bill, that got Bill out of Uh-oh. his chair right quick. Now, I've never seen you get up, Mr. Bill, so quickly. You have something on this? You knew an opossum and a possum were two different things? If an opossum and a possum are two different things, we're running out of unique words just like we're yes. running out of unique names. Yes, give me Can some we of... call them something yes, else if right. they're different? If they're different, at least with alligator and crocodile, there's no... Yeah, it's right? not crocodile and a crocodile. Right, and a crocodile. What would that do us yeah. to tell them it's apart? It's not alligator and ligator. Right. Right. Even better. So the, the opossum is the one that is native to the Americas. Let me consult the Well, before Oracle. you take the fun out of this, young um, David, let's <laughs> stick with the fun part for a minute with Mr. Yeah. Bell. The name thing. You want to remind the audience what your concern here is? We've run out of names. Oh, yeah. This is my concern, dude. You have, especially when it's two people in a similar field and they have similar names. Mike Gallagher, the congressman or the radio host. Perfect. That's the best example. Jimmy Fallon, the comedian or the comedian, Jimmy Fallon. Right. There are others. There were others. There were a lot of others. Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, yeah. There were actors, right, in the the 90s doing rom-coms. Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney, Dylan McDermott. Right. And now we have Dylan Mulvaney. Yep. Right. And we have. He's more. not doing rom coms. <laughs> Just coms. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, you know what? Let's leave that is one it, alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> back out. Got to back out. Got to back out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, Mr. Fun. In the spirit of the Tasmanian devil, yes. it is the possum that is native to Australia and New Zealand and the opossum, which is native to the Americas. Yeah. Okay. So but they've different got things. But they must be diff- they're different animals. Two different animals, two different everything. Yeah. We can maybe, just put um, an O in front of things now, I guess. Maybe their tails spin in opposite directions. Oh, that's obvious. Depending on which side of the yes. equator you're on. They spin like a Tasmanian <laughs> devil spins yeah. when there's, they when they dervish. There's yeah, that. when there's they whirl. There's a Tasmanian devil whirl yeah. in the other direction. Yes, north if you of bring the, the Tasmanian devil to America and Looney Tunes, does it spin in the other direction than it does in its native land of Australia? Probably. I Great don't know. Question. I'm foreseeing a show field trip. Next week, folks, we're broadcasting from Australia. Well done, Mr. Bill. Well done. I need to do the Jill Biden. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Jill Biden is asked by Mika Brzezinski this morning. This had to be this had to be a plant. You know this was planted on a day like today where <clears throat> where Hunter Biden goes to Congress to thumb his nose at them yesterday and then is in in uh, in court in Los Angeles today. Um, Brzezinski tosses up a question to Jill, Dr. Jill Biden this morning, saying, how have you been coping personally with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter? Let me tell you something, folks. That's not the kind of question you usually give to a political leader without their permission ahead of time or without being asked to ask it. I'll repeat that. That had to have been a planted question because the general rule in journalism is children off limits to talk about don't embarrass the family by bringing up an embarrassing thing. Deliberately, Brzezinski asked Jill Biden that question because the Biden White House wanted her to. We'll talk about and distill the answer when we come 
right back. Oh, Mr. Bill, can you hear me? Guess what? Dennis Prager had a guest on the other day named Paul Simon, not the musician. Right on point. Right on point. Just remembered that. Right. What? Yeah. All right. I want to make a serious point. This is serious. It's deadly serious. So Mika Brzezinski interviews Dr. Jill Biden this morning and raises the planted question. It had to be planted for all the reasons I gave you in the previous segment. How have you been coping personally with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter? And Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, responds um, that Republicans have been cruel to her son. Quote, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And I'm really proud of how Hunter has rebuilt his life after addiction. You know I love my son, close quote. A parent loves their child. I get that. The notion that it is cruel. First of all, he doesn't get a shield of immunity just because he's in recovery. No greater advocate of recovery and prevention on any airwave in any part of this country than me. Let me tell you something. You don't get an you know who would agree with me? Serious recovering addicts who take their recovery seriously. They go through not all of them, but a lot of them go through a very popular system, probably one of the most common, the 12 steps where it is all about admitting your mistakes and seeking forgiveness for them uh, and not hiding and making excuses, but rather owning up to what you have done, promptly admitting your mistakes. This is not one thing Hunter Biden has done. Now, I'm not going to hold him accountable for all this. I'm just going to say you don't get it as a shield. If you're not going to be serious about this, you don't get it for only the things that help you skirt the law. You're not going to get him for the thing. You don't get the you don't get the mantle of. First of all, I'm not in a great position for this. But his behavior is not that of someone who's taking addiction recovery seriously. By the way, if he wanted that, he he could do it. He could become a powerful. It's not as if we don't have a big problem in this country, bigger than at any time in our history so far as I can tell. It's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today I want to tell you about in a little bit, which, you know— <laughs> There's a Hebrew expression, Boker Tov, wake up and smell the coffee. Good morning. Wall Street Journal has a big thing today. More teens who use marijuana are suffering from psychosis. More potent cannabis and more frequent use are contributing to higher rates of psychosis, especially in young people. Big story in the Wall Street Journal, I commend you. I've read this story too many times for too many years. I've written this story too many times for too many years. We were writing this stuff when we fought the pot stuff in 2015 and 16 back here. So, I mean— Good. I, I don't I you know, I don't I don't want to say there's no reason not to write it, but the idea that this is new or a wake up call, it shouldn't be. It's a we are at the worst point with drug addiction in this country than we have ever been. We are at the high watermark. Sixteen point two percent of Americans regularly use illegal and dangerous drugs. We have never had that number. We have never had that number. The highest number until two years ago that we ever had was 14.1%, and it drove people, it drove this country crazy in 1979 when that number was realized. And we did everything we could about to reverse it. That's why my friends and I 
have the StopStartsHere.org, Coalition for Youth Drug Abuse Prevention. You want to do something about it? We're trying to do something about it. Help us out. Feel free. It's a nonprofit. The StopStartsHere.org. But larger point, you know, far from denigrating people who are in recovery or own up to this and want to try and help others, is there any evidence he's trying to help others, by the way? Have you seen any evidence of that whatsoever? No. But from Betty Ford forward, there has been a great tradition of this country giving a warm embrace to people who have said, you know what, I succumbed or I have this disease and I'm doing, trying to do something about it. There has been a long tradition of embracing them when they embrace it, which is part of the recovery process itself. Hunter has done none of that, but he does want to shield himself from illegal behavior and his family, and they want to take him off the table for it as if he is the victim. That's another problem that addicts in recovery don't say they have. Victim. They don't blame everyone else for their problems. That's the sign of someone who's not in recovery. So instead, who do you have to farm out speak, speaking about this to? Well, today, kind of an interesting one at the Senate. Do you know the musician Jelly Roll? Former rapper Jelly Roll. You, you see him once, you'll never forget him. Now in country, kind of blends blends uh, blends rap and country. He's hugely winning uh, over the last three to five years. He's been uh, last year. I think was his big winning year. He won a bunch of stuff last year, country music awards or whatever the country music awards ceremony, Emmys, Grammys, uh, Grammys, what Grammys? Anyway, he testified today at the Senate. And it's getting a lot of news. It's getting a lot of news. And he said some really good stuff. He said some wrong stuff, but he said some good stuff. And I don't know if he cribbed from me or not or took it from me or not, but he used the reference of we're losing. He he made a reference to how we're losing enough people that it's like an airline going down every day, a commercial airliner going down every day. That's kind of the phrase I've been using, except I haven't. And I haven't published that. You know what I published? I don't know why he did this. I published that we're losing the equivalent of two airplanes crashing into each other every day. I don't know why he said one. I don't know why he said one. It's two. It's two. We're losing over 300 people a day, about a person every five minutes to drug poisoning. Think about what this country would do if two airlines were crashing into each other every day. Think about if one. He said one. I don't know why he did that. It's two. I don't think he was coached well. But he's also pretty imperfect of a spokesman, too. And this is a serious issue that I don't need to get too deeply into, though I wouldn't mind hearing from people who might themselves be in recovery on this. He sings a lot about addiction. He talks a lot about his addiction and recovery. But you know what? It's, there's something odd about it. He says he's in recovery, but guess what? He also publicly admits to continuing to drink and use marijuana. This is like this California sober business. Whenever you have to put a prefix in, in, in front of a word, it usually ruins the suffix. My truth, the prefix my ruins the suffix. California sober kind of ruins the idea of sobriety. I had someone who I was talking about or texting on with this say something kind of interesting, um, I thought really powerful. She said she spent a week at a rehab visiting her husband who was in recovery and got to know some of the people trying to get 
sober and turn their lives around. She said she couldn't imagine how damaging it would be for some powerful spokesman to swing in and preach that it's okay to be selectively sober. Selective abstinence is a tool of denial, she said. So he's an imperfect spokesman, but at least he's saying more than the first son, for God's sakes. Oh, that reminds me of that song we're going to have to play from inside my head later because we kind of gave it short shrift yesterday. This is the most important stuff in the world. I wish I could just dedicate my entire show every day to it, but let's do it. Uh, okay, someone who wants to remain anonymous, we wouldn't normally do this except for the topic, uh, someone who uh, self-describes as, as a recovering addict. Welcome to the show, sir or madam. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate you taking my call. Sir. You bet. Uh, sir, you can just call me Joy. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm sorry for uh, calling in random, but I wanted to say in defense of what you said, there is no excuse for uh, anybody anybody who made wrong decisions in their life. Yes, addiction is a disease. It's a trap hole. Yep. You either, there's people who do drugs. They get up the next day and they get on with their life. They don't think about what they've done. Correct. They experimented with something. Right. Addicts, it's They have torture. a thing. It's okay. a disease. I, I am totally on board with it. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. I know you know this, Seth. You're, you're knowledgeable about everything. In terms of <laughs> Not everything. You know. <laughs> Not everything. Well, I, you know, that's why I listen to you. You're well, wise and, you're, and your decisions and your criticism is always constructive and it doesn't hurt anyone. Thank you. What you're saying is absolutely right. If I was Hunter, I have that and I have that. And you know what? My parents are educated. I'm educated myself. People think it's just people who do, who are on the street who do drugs. No, it's not that. You know, it's a lot of different people who come from different scenarios. And um, it, 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 for me, it, it, it hurt my parents. It disappointed them a lot. But you know what? There was no excuse. No excuse. I could have made alternate decisions. But because I did experience this helpful, I'll call it. Um, it. It was my my Achilles heel, I guess. And, and I had to make the best of it. Okay? If I know I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to be put, where I'm going to make wrong decisions, I won't put myself in that, that position. But Hunter has every ability and opportunity. Instead of doing his crappy artwork, and I hope he hears this, God willing, you know, instead of wasting time doing his crappy artwork, being lied to by people who really don't have his best interests at heart, he needs to do the things. If he is truly a recovering addict, like, you know, he says he is, but I don't buy it. If you continue to do drugs, you're still abusing stuff. So there's just no, no around it. There's no alternative. If you're substituting something for something else, there's no that's not recovery, okay? Thank it's full you, of crap. It. Thank you. Yeah. But I just wanted to say thank you, you for bet. your, you know, your comment. Thank you. And I hope Hunter realizes he has every opportunity to be able to inspire other people. Well, you thank you, and I hope you continue to. Jim, would you do me a favor? I got to take a guest. Please hold. I want to take your call, Jim, or call us back in about 15 minutes. I want to take your call. But I do have a guest coming up for a segment. So, Jim, please call back anyone else on this topic, too. It's the most important stuff. We'll be right back. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.